Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. At the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young business leaders, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to this bonus podcast from our July monthly luncheon. Our speaker was Paul Ross. He is the vice president of American Waste Control. He is a pioneering leader who has helped change the landscape of the waste management industry through his passion to improve the Tulsa community and conserve our natural resources. He is responsible for helping market and lead American Waste Control's recycling initiative, Mr. Murph, a $10 million material recovery facility designed to help Tulsa families and businesses reduce their waste through recycling. Let's hear from Paul and listen to his message to young businessmen. Good afternoon, good morning. I've got a guy in my shop, he's my shop foreman. No matter what time of day it is, he's always like, morning, morning. So I've kind of taken on that, uh, that, that position. So I'm gonna start saying good morning to everybody all the time, no matter what time it is. So thank you all for, uh, for being here. Uh, Tiamo, the food's bomb always. Have you all had the shrimp lobster bisque? You gotta have it, it's fantastic. That's what I had, it was great. Thank you, Ted, thank you, Matt. Uh, it's a real honor to be here. Um, I'm a little nervous, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a good time and, and make it through this presentation kind of quick. What what I got like 20 minutes something like that, Matt? Is that about right? And you have a clicker too. Oh, I get a clicker. It's a good thing it's not pointy. They usually don't give me pointy objects. You know what I mean? Uh, really quick, uh, just about me. Um, I am married to my wife Liliana. We have five children. Now I love this picture. Picture says a thousand words. Take a look at the look on my face right now. <laughs> look, look at that. That is a picture of a man who is just doesn't know what to think. You know, he just brought home his premature newborn baby, Hazel. That's Hazel, the little bitty baby right there. Um, I, I'm freaked out, let me tell you. I am freaked out in that picture. But everything's good. As a matter of fact, our two middle boys, Gideon and... Um, Canaan are in Oklahoma City this week at their Nona and Poppies. So we just have three kids. I'll be honest with you. Three kids is a breeze. I mean, I could do that all day long. <laughs> this five kids stuff, though, I, I don't know. It, but, you know, we figured out what it is that's causing it. We just need to make some permanent adjustments. <laughs> so my wife, she is a wonderful woman. Her name's Liliana. And uh, Rosalind is the, uh, the older girl there who's so excited, about to bite her finger off. And Mitchell is the oldest. So that's my family right there. They're adorable. I love them to pieces. Uh, what I want to talk to you about real quick is um, American Waste Control, a story about one man and a truck and how we started and uh, how we got to where we are today and, and what drives us as a company. Get it drives us. We have a 135 truck fleet. Uh, or we have 135 trucks in our fleet, so something's driving us. And we'll get to that uh, toward the end here. But, but uh, it was started by Kenneth Burkett. Kenneth is my, uh, he's my stepfather. He's a great man. Uh, he is a trash man truck driver through and through. He is a 76-year-old trash man. Make no mistake about it. And uh, he actually started in the residential trash hauling business 
1970. Before American Waste Control started, he was hauling residential trash. But before he was hauling residential trash, he was actually a baker and he was baking donuts and cakes and pies. And he says he claims he was baking bagels before bagels were famous. You know, this was in the, this would have been in the 60s. So uh, this is what he was doing. He was, he was baking and he had this old man named Paul Roberts who came into his bakery and said, you know, Kenny, you need to get in the garbage business. You need to get in the garbage business. Well, Kenny said, nah, I don't, I don't think so. You see, what does a baker and a garbage man have in common? Well, they're both up really, really early, right? So they saw each other all the time. Finally, Kenny bit the bullet and he decided to uh, sell his bakery business and get into the trash business. So he got himself a truck and he was hauling uh, residential waste uh, kind of in the Southern Hills, Golf Ball Hill area over there, 81st and Harvard, 61st and Lewis, that whole, that whole square mile area. He was over there in the 70s hauling. And uh, this is something that he did very, very early. And uh, to keep the truck running, he had to work on it all night because, you know, he was driving a piece of junk. That's all he could afford at the time. So it's a, pretty, it's a pretty cool story. I wish I could go back actually and see him working during those times in the 70s because I think, uh, I think there was a lot of character that was developed right then and there. Because when you, when you look at a man like Kenny, a 76-year-old trash man, you gotta wonder what drives him? What makes him do what he, what he does? What, what is it that's helped build and shape him into the man that he is today? And I think you can see the hard work that a trash man does. I mean, think about it, trash man, where it's a, it's a very thankless job. So I think that helps build a character, but, but there's something else too. When Kenny first came to Tulsa, he came to Tulsa with uh, cardboard in his shoes. That's how poor he was. Uh, the soles of his feet were exposed, so he would just stuff cardboard in the bottoms of his shoes so that he could wear his shoes out, literally. He moved to Tulsa uh, whenever he was 10 years old and um, spent most of his time here. And when he wasn't here, he would go back to Pennsylvania where his grandparents were, but um, spent most of his time here. His dad was in Tulsa. The thing that drove him to Tulsa was, was tragedy. You see, whenever he was 10 years old, his mom was in Pennsylvania and she was riding in a car with her husband and Kenny's two sisters and a drunk driver hit their car and Kenny's mom didn't survive. So when you ask yourself the question, you know, what is it that drives a man to do what, it, what, what he's done today, to build this to build this empire with these employees and these trucks and hauling garbage. Well, there's not a whole lot you can do to a 10-year-old boy after you've taken his mom. You know, he's fearless at that point in time. What does he turn into? He turns into a machine, a hard-working machine who just has one thing in mind, and that's work, you know? Do, do, what, do what a man's supposed to do, and that's get a job, provide for your family, and work. So that's what he did. And he was fearless. He lost his mom. What can you do to him? You can't do anything to him. You know, people always ask, Paul, why did American Waste Control get involved with Tulsa Christmas Parade? Well, for a 76-year-old trash man, when he thinks about Christmas, what does he think about? His mom. You know? I mean, I, mean, I think about my mom and the great, the great time that she helped me to have during Christmas time, and still does. My mom's crazy, by the way. She still works at the company. Um, Anyway, so, so that's a little bit of what Kenny was like whenever he was younger, what helped get him to Tulsa, what launched him into the bakery business, and then the, uh, and then the garbage business. But today, uh, that man who went into the garbage business with one truck, today our family is now from one truck and one man to over 600 people in our family. Now, we don't have 600 employees. We have about 270 employees. But uh, this counts their spouses and their children because Kenny counts them as our family too. 
You know, what makes your family isn't your last name. What makes your family is you show up at work, you clock in on time, and you do a darn good job for the customer. That's what makes your family at American Waste Control. Which, by the way, let me, let, me, let me digress real quick. If you're an American Waste Control customer, if you have a brown or a tan-colored dumpster behind your business, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. It means the world to me and my family. It means the world to that driver who's been up since midnight hauling your garbage. Uh, really, truly, it does. Um, you know, we're, we're a family-owned company, and we have been for the last 37 years, and we hope to be for the next 100 years. So uh, we just really thank you for your business. If you live in Jinx or Bixby or uh, uh, the Skytook Lake area or, or South East Broken Arrow or um, Glenpool, and you have an American Waste Control cart at your curb, we want to say thank you for your business as well. We really appreciate it, and, uh, and I know that driver does. We, we get comments all the time from our website and our Facebook where customers appreciate their drivers going the extra mile. And uh, trust me, we hear about it when they, when they mess up too. But when they go the extra mile, we really do appreciate hearing the good things. So uh, today, our, our, our family is big, over 600 folks. And that includes American Waste Control, which is our hauling division. That's where we do the collection. TRT, Tulsa Recycle and Transfer. That's the home of Mr. Murph which does all of our recycling and our processing for our recyclables. And then AEL, which is our, our renewable energy landfill in Sand Springs. And I've got pictures. I'm going to go over all these really quickly. Uh, let me actually hang on a second. I got that text, by the way, Levi. Thank you for that. All right, check it out, guys. I just got to do a selfie. I told my kids I would do it. You guys ready? All right, here we go. Three, two. There we go. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, wonderful. So, so was that weird? Was that lame? I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. So, uh, I just want to briefly go over our operation, just answer a few questions about what we do and how we do it, what a 135 truck fleet looks like. I'll tell you what, we've got some great employees. We really do. They do a great, great job. Uh, this, this right here, this is some of our residential crew. Uh, this is DK and Isaiah on the left and right, and Big D, Dave, in the front. These guys do a great job. They're hauling rear loader. Uh, it's, the, it's the truck that you throw the garbage in the back. You know, you guys are pretty much familiar with that. Um, this is Alejandro, Alex we call him. Look at this guy's attitude, don't you love it? I mean, he says, come on now, trash, don't mess with me. Uh, this guy, he's actually driving a front load truck right now. Uh, uh, he, he got promoted, but this was him at the time when he was driving a rear loader. You see, if you have a business and you don't want that big truck coming on your property with the forks in the front, well, we can get one of our rear loaders, that's what this is, on your asphalt or something like that. That way, maybe you're concerned about your asphalt or your concrete or whatever it is. And I mean, really, it'll be fine. But if you are, we've got these kinds of trucks available to service you as well. And, uh, and uh, the folks that do that do a great, great job. This is John Sanders. He's driving a front load truck that hauls residential waste. Now, the folks in Bixby, you probably have seen this, but, but this is a really cool machine. It actually has a robotic arm in the front that comes out and grabs it. You see, a, a rear load truck, like I just showed you with those helpers, a lot of work comp involved, people getting hurt, people getting injured, and you can pick up 800 houses or so a day. This thing, you can pick up 1,100, you know, something like that. Real efficient, uh, it minimizes impact for work comp uh, issues. It's a fantastic, fantastic way to haul garbage. Kenny says he wish he had that in the 70s. Uh, he said he'd rule the world if he did. But uh, that, that's, a great, that's a great machine, and John does a great job for us. This is Brad. Brad Fisher, I love Brad. He's been with us for 25 and a half years, and he drives the front load truck hauling commercial 
uh, waste all throughout the streets of Tulsa. He's a great guy. If you see him, he hauls around the 41st and Yale area, 41st Sheridan. He's a great guy. If you see him, give him a little honk, give him a little wave. He's been up since midnight. So, I mean, he's a heck of a guy. He really is. Um, this is Scott Butts. He, he drives one of our Mr. Murph trucks. Now, our Mr. Murph truck, it's one of our recycle routes. I'll talk a little bit more about Mr. Murph, but Scott does a great job for us. I love that. I love the soundtrack. The, um, this is Roy. He's crazy. And uh, I always know when there's a woman in his life because he smiles a little more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, Roy, you have a, you have a good weekend? <laughs> but um, anyways, Roy's a great guy. He, he hauls the, uh, the roll-off truck for us. These are the trucks that haul the debris from construction job sites. Uh, these trucks also haul compactors, you know, the, the units behind, you know, hospitals or, or casinos that squish the garbage, you know, or squish the recyclables uh, and, and take them to our, to our facility. So Roy does a great job for us. And um, what's well, a pretty picture. Look at that sky. It's so pretty. That's about what the sky looked like yesterday. Was that not amazing? I smoked some ribs last night. That was a blessing. I just want you to know. I mean, it was on my hasty bake. Who was a hasty bake? Hasty bake. All right, there we go. Hasty bake. Hallelujah. So, Hasty Bake, you got it. You're born in Tulsa. We have a shop. One of the things that's really unique about our operations, we have a shop that, a shop that works on everything in our trucks, keeps them running. I have trucks with over 2 million miles on it. Why? Because I have a shop that works on them nearly 24 hours a day doing everything. The maintenance, the transmissions, the engine work, everything. These guys are, are incredible. Uh, this is Miguel and John. Not only do we do that, but we also install our own compactors. We do all the fabrication work, all the welding, all the painting. It's insane, y'all. Anyone that wants a tour of our facility, hit me up on our website, contact me, I'll be glad to give it to you. It's like Willy Wonka meets chocolate, or I'm sorry, it's like Willy Wonka meets trash. I got chocolate on the brain, what can I say? This is our recycling facility, Mr. Murph. This is located at 1150 North Peoria, close to Pine and Peoria. It is amazing. Now let me tell you where we came up with the idea, Mr. Murph. Oh yeah, so MRF, M-R-F, in our industry, it stands for Material Recovery Facility, M-R-F. Um, so we decided to call him Mr. Murph, M-U-R-P-H, put a smile on a conveyor belt, and put some recyclables on his back. And so that's what we came up with. He's involved in education. When we launch a recycling program, we're getting ready to launch recycling and uh, curbside recycling in Glenpool. You'll see a lot of Mr. Murph. Of course, he's at the parade and, and other community events. Mr. Murph loves to talk recycling. He loves it. He was at the Bridges Foundation Kids Camp a little while ago. He loves it. Uh, what's fantastic about it is for the first time in the history of Green Country, Mr. Murph allowed folks to put all the recyclables together and he sorted it out. That's what Mr. Murph does. You put it in one container, Mr. Murph sorts it out. If you live in Tulsa and you have a blue bin, everything in the blue bin goes to Mr. Murph. He sorts it out. So thank you for not contaminating your recyclables. I'm sure you've read articles in the Tulsa world about don't contaminate your recyclables. Well, it chokes up Mr. Murph. He has a hard time with it. It's like a hairball. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so it's, a, it's, a, it's a help if you don't do that. This facility is amazing. Not only is it, is it responsible for sorting the recyclables out. Look at that conveyor belt of aluminum cans. Isn't that amazing? We'll start the bidding at $500 to take a ride down that thing. No, actually, it would probably kill you. But um, imagine dirty jobs. I mean, it's a fantastic place. It really is. Not only is it, is it the place where we, where we uh, sort all the recyclables, but we also have a facility there on the same campus where we, where we dump our trucks. Instead of going all the way out to the landfill, we dump them there and we will sort out the recyclables that we can, that we can salvage from the waste stream. And then what can't be recycled, we will, we will truck it out to our renewable energy landfill. I'll talk about that in a moment. Now, 
Mr. Murph, our, our facility, what's amazing is every month we recycle enough materials to save enough water to fill 24 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Now, what's significant about that is, you see, we believe at American Waste Control that we're just stewards over this place. You see, we don't believe we actually own anything. And, and, and we don't believe we even own the earth. We believe it's his. So when we can get into conserving our natural resources, we think it's important. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the earth's very, very, very powerful and very strong, and it's going to be around for a long time. But uh, I think it's our job to do, to do what we should do to conserve our natural resources. And so that's what we do by recycling. We conserve enough water uh, to fill 24 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Uh, every year, we recycle enough material to fill the BOK Center six times. That's a lot. That's a big place. You guys been to the BOK Center? Big place. Uh, since 1987, we've literally recycled enough material to fill uh, the Cityplex Towers, or City of Faith, uh, and BOK Tower uh, 17 times. I mean, that's a lot of material. And, and, and that slide's actually about a year old, so I should probably update it. But I said over 17 times, so technically it covers it, okay. So it's astounding, it really is. Think about it, these are materials that would have wound up in a landfill. These are materials that would have taken additional raw materials to make new products. This is significant, okay. Very excited about this. Um, this is our waste to energy landfill in Sand Springs. So what can't be recycled, we transport to our renewable energy landfill in Sand Springs. I describe it like a state park. It's beautiful. Since we purchased this landfill in 2000, it hasn't had any notice of violations from the DEQ. I'm gonna knock on some wood just in case. You know what I'm saying? Don't mess with the DEQ, you know what I mean? So, but seriously, since we bought it in 2000, it hadn't had any notice of violations. We bought it, at the time it was called Shell Creek Landfill. You guys ever been to Shell Creek back in the day? Oh yeah, it was a heck hole, you know what I mean? Amen to that. I got, I got a brother back there who'll testify. So American Environmental Landfill, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It, it has uh, monarch sanctuaries. It's got, we have uh, uh, tens of thousands of bees where we produce our own landfill honey. Now that's always interesting when the, when the science TU and ORU students come out and at the end of the tour we offer them a bite of landfill honey or give them a jar. I mean, the look on their faces is hilarious. But they do it because they're college kids. They put anything in their mouth, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm just joking. We have a good time with them. Uh, so this is, this is American Environmental Landfill. Now this is Kenny. This is Kenny on Earth Day. Now, he'll correct me on that because he says, Paul, every day is Earth Day. And it is, it is uh, every day is Earth Day for us at American Environmental Landfill and American Waste Control. But this is Kenny literally on Earth Day. He's planting wildflowers and sunflowers. The man is bananas about conserving our natural resources and taking care of the earth that we believe we're just borrowing. We're borrowing from the Lord and we're borrowing it from the future generations. It's fantastic. You guys have got to see a tour of this place. This is, uh, this is our, our uh, wildflowers and, and, and sunflowers. And in the back there, you can see our, some of our honeybees. Those aren't all of our hives. Those are just some of the hives that we have. Now, I'll be honest with you, I get a little freaked out every time I go over there. I got stung by a bee one time when I was a kid. So I just... I just as soon stay in my truck or, or be about this far from it, you know. I don't, I don't want to get much closer. Um, I don't know if I'm wearing some cologne or something or some essential oils that they may just love. You know, essential oils, everyone's into essential oils these days. My wife gives them to me, puts it on me, probably turned me into a, a target for these bees. But anyways, uh, th these are our honeybees. The reason why Kenny wanted honeybees at his landfill is he read one, uh, he read one morning in the paper how there was a, uh, a bee. The bee population was decreasing in the... In this, in the uh, ecosystem. Well, he freaked out, I mean, literally. You would think a man who owns a multi-million dollar company 
would be concerned about not bees. You see what he is? Because why? We believe this is our home that we are just stewards over, that we need to take care of. So what did he do? He put honeybees at his landfill. I've never, I've never heard of honeybees at a landfill before, but, but we have them, and we got great honey. It's very good. Anyone's got allergy issues, let me know. I'll get you a jar. Um, these are the generators at our waste-to-energy landfill. You see, a landfill is actually, people think of landfill. Oh, landfill, dump, blah, blah. Anyways, let me, let me tell you about a landfill. A landfill is actually a scientifically created tomb. It's, it's entombing the, the garbage. It's entombing the waste. And remember, this is material that could not be recycled. A lot of it's organics, a lot of it's stuff that just got contaminated, and others of it is just stuff that there's not a recycling market for it yet. And so it goes to the landfill, you bury it. What happens to the garbage that's decomposing? It turns into landfill gas. Well, 50-52% of landfill gas is a, is a harmful greenhouse gas called methane. Well, the DEQ and EPA require landfills to flare it or burn it because it, it burns clean into the atmosphere, okay? Well, we were doing that and, and you'd earn carbon credits for it and it was a really great little fun uh, government game. but. Kenny wanted to do more. He said, no, it seems like it's a waste to burn this gas. Couldn't we do more? So what we did is we drilled all over the landfill and put in, um, imagine the world's uh, largest vacuum system, literally, okay? So, so this vacuum begins to suck the gas out of the landfill and, and to the point that we start to get air or oxygen, and then we just turn it down just a little bit so that we're only getting the landfill gas. We have about 60 wells drilled in the landfill. It begins to suck the, the uh, landfill gas out. It pipes it into some scrubbers. The scrubbing unit cleans up the gas. It condenses half of it and sends it back to the landfill as water, recirculating over the landfill, breaking down the garbage further. The other half of the gas is piped into some 20-cylinder Caterpillar engines and spins a generator, creates electricity for, for 15,000 Oklahomans every day. Isn't that amazing? Blows my mind. So, if you're an American Waste Control customer, your, your waste is going to Mr. Murph. We recycle what we can, what we can't. We, it comes over here and it's producing electricity for, uh, for folks in Osage County through the Oklahoma Municipal Power Authority. It is really a fantastic thing. So, like I said, 15,000 people, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it will for the next 50 years. That's actually for the next 50 years once the landfill closes. So our landfill has a life on it of about 50 or 60 years. So this is over 100 years we'll, we'll, we'll be producing electricity. It's actually mind-blowing if you think about it. Why? <laughs> That's cool, right? That cool slide says why on it. <laughs> YBT. Okay, no. Uh, so, so the question we always get asked is why? Why do we do this? Why? Why, why do you do all this? You know, why not just flare the gas and, and, and get the carbon credits? Why not just, why do you have bees at your landfill again? We don't get it. Why, why wildflowers? Why are you recycling? Why are you doing all this? Well, it's very simple. You see, Tulsa's our home too. I got five kids. <laughs> I want them to ra be raised in a beautiful, a beautiful place. And by the way, isn't Tulsa just beautiful? I mean, I travel, and Tulsa's a great place, it really is. I travel and I see places, and I tell you what, you can drop yourself anywhere in America and then all kind of starting to look the same. But you know, Tulsa is a beautiful, beautiful, unique place. I really, really love it. I'm proud to be uh, from Tulsa. So this is one of our transfer trucks that it has waste in it that can't be recycled. Your trash is turning on someone's lights. That's what it says on the side of the truck. And it is, being, uh, is going down the highway right now and headed to the landfill. So, so why? It's because Tulsa's our home. It's because we want to make this place more beautiful than we found it. 
You know, I'm 35 years old. Hopefully I've got some years ahead of me and we want to make, we want to make a difference here. We believe we're just stewards over this place. That's why we have recycling education programs with Mr. Murph. That's our mascot. Isn't he adorable? I mean, look at that smile. I mean, something about that just says, recycling is fun, all right? That's why, that's why we're involved in efforts like uh, Tulsa Christmas Parade, which supports ongoing Soldier's Wish. You see, uh, Kenny, you're not gonna find somebody more bananas about Christmas than Kenny. I think it reminds him of his childhood. I think it reminds him of his mom. Although secretly, I think we're all still that 10-year-old self. I think, I think Mr. Robertson is 10-year-old Ted. And, 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 he's, and he's in this body, but he's, he's still 10 or 12-year-old Ted inside. And we're just kids at heart. And, and, I think, and I think that's an extension of what you're seeing American Waste Control being involved in because we believe in these community initiatives. We believe in what they're doing. Uh, who's been to Tulsa Christmas Parade? It's a fantastic, fantastic event. It really is. Uh, how many times had I been before we, uh, we were involved in, in uh, organizing it? I hadn't been before. <laughs> But now I go all the time, and uh, I actually live and breathe Tulsa Christmas Parade. If anyone would like to have a float or a bleacher at Tulsa Christmas Parade, go to TulsaChristmasParade.org. Sorry, just had to throw that in there. So uh, it, it's, we're in our 91st year of Tulsa Christmas Parade tradition, so expect really cool things happening at this year's parade. I can't say yet, but you'll read about it. Um, that's why we're involved in the American Therapeutic Horseback Riding Center. All of our dumpsters should have a sticker on the outside that says, proud supporter of ATRCOK.org. It's a therapeutic horseback riding center that literally provides uh, therapy for children and adults with disabilities, okay? Um, we founded this in 2007 because we found these stables on our landfill property. And before we mowed it over to create a landfill, Kenny walked the stables, he found it. He saw something on Dateline NBC about therapeutic horseback riding, and he's been funding it ever since. I mean, I mean, we're the primary contributor, the employees contribute, and a lot of area businesses contribute as well, but we're the primary contributor, and it's a great, great effort. As a matter of fact, our executive director, you should see her in there during the week. She's in there laying hands on horses, you know? I mean, just, just, just praying for these animals to bond and bless and connect with these children that have disabilities that, that otherwise wouldn't be able to get the kind of treatment that they can through the bond of a horse, the bond of an animal, or just through um, the horse's walk mimics the walk of a human of, of a human so you have a child who's on here got their head got their uh, helmet on and and they're literally strengthening their core muscles by le learning to ride the horse you know by learning to pick up a basketball and, and, and toss it into a basketball goal right there at, the, at our barn at this barn that's literally located at the American Environmental Landfill in Sand Springs I'm telling you if y'all want a tour I'd love to give you a tour show you the state park uh, landfill, show you Mr. Murph, and then show you the writing center. If you're not crying by the end of the tour, I don't know what to do with you then. All right. So, no, I'm just joking. Now, uh, I think this is my last slide. The, the last thing I wanted to say about what it is that drives us as a company is, is this verse of scripture, Deuteronomy 8.18. Uh, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth so that his covenant can be established on the earth even as it is this day. You see, we believe the purpose of business and the purpose of your job, if, if, you, if you're just an employee, is to fund the gospel. You see, that we firmly believe it's to fund the gospel, it's to fund charity work, it's to be the church, it's to be his arms and his legs in the earth. We firmly believe this. As a matter of fact, I, I, I found this book when I was in college by Bob Yandy, and Bob was pastor of Grace back in the day. Uh, I went to Grace for 25 years and, and found this book, and 
I remember I was an ORU student and I read this book and I was like, I can drop out of college. This book has everything in it I need. And I went into the dean's office and I put it on his desk, Dr. Dyson, and he said, shut up and get back to class. So it didn't actually do anything for me, but it inspired me and it still drives us today as a company. And so uh, I actually brought 20, 20 copies of this and, 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 I wanted to, and I wanted to bless you, you know, 20 of you with it, I'm sorry. So, so if you would give that out to some folks or, or something because um, it would be embarrassing if I took it back to American Waste Control. And they were like, ooh, nobody wanted your books, Paul. Um, once again, I did not write these books, okay? These are written by Bob Yandian, and it's a great book. It's about how you can have an unlimited partnership in your place of work or, or in your business that you own by, by realizing who actually owns it all. Because here's the key that we found with American Waste Control. Kenny, he has two philosophies. You take care of your people and you take care of the customer. Taking care of your people takes care of the customer. You see, it's interesting that whenever your vision and your mission lines up with Father God's, which is people, it's interesting how he begins to bless you and how he opens doors of opportunity for you. And I'll be honest with you, to go from one truck and one man uh, starting in the 1970s to what Kenny's done today is nothing short of amazing, but it's only because of the Lord. It's only because of his hand that's been on it. And it's only because of the impact that, that our heart's desire is to make in the community that we live in. So I think that's all I had. Um, yeah, that's my, there's my email if you want to stalk me. So uh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it very much, sir. I hope you've enjoyed this month's message. If you live in the Tulsa area, be sure to join us next month for a free lunch and another great speaker. We meet on the second Monday of every month at Tiamos at 61st and Sheridan at 11.40 a.m. For more information about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, visit www.ybtok.com. At the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, we are building leaders for a lifetime.